Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So we're pleased to welcome to Buckets Miami Hurricanes uh, assistant basketball coach DJ Irving. DJ, thank you so much for joining us. Yep, thank you guys. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> um, so the way we start off our interviews um, is kind of to help settle a debate that the three of us have. Um, and it's nothing crazy, but there's a debate about who has the best chicken sandwich, Popeyes or Chick-fil-A. So if you were going to only be able to eat one chicken sandwich for the rest of your life, would you go to Chick-fil-A or Popeye's? Uh, I'm probably go with Popeye's. Oh. Yes. Finally. Finally. You're our first, you're our first guest that chose Popeye's. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I, was two, I was two for two. I got Julian and Duran, but all right, we'll have to add you. Yeah. We'll have to add you to our, to our list. <laughs> that, that Only winners on that side. Yeah. I'm a Chick-fil-A <laughs> fan, but uh, Popeye's, if I had to choose one, I think I'm going to go with Popeye's. That was the correct answer. So you're one for one on answers so far. (laughs) So DJ, I kind of want to talk to you about um, pre-Miami. I want to go back. You know, you were a hooper yourself, played at Boston University. One of my favorite college players, actually. I I don't know if you know him. He was a little little after you was Javante McCoy. Yep. Um, Had some solid years for uh, Boston. But I want to know specifically about you. What kind of player was DJ Irving? Um, I was a combo guard. So my first two okay. years, I was primary point guard. Uh, my first year, uh, we went to the tournament. We won our conference tournament, and we ended up going to the NCAA tournament. Uh, my second year was we were 500. And then my junior and senior year, we got a top 100 point guard, Maurice Watson, who ended up going to Creighton. Um so he became the primary point guard, and I kind of moved off the ball. But I was a scorer, a shifty guard. I had a pretty good handle. My first couple of years, I was couple of years, I was just all speed. I would try, I would get the outlet, and I would just try to beat everybody down the court and try to lay the ball up. But as I got older, um, my skill set developed a little bit, and I became a, a pretty good scorer. I could shoot pretty well. Um, and just a competitor overall, I was I was very competitive. I would try to win every single drill possible in practice, whether it's sprints, knockout, whatever we were doing, I would try to win. That's awesome. So, so you so probably can, still get into it with the guys then now, right, when you guys are doing drills and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So I, I practice pretty much every day. Like I'm, I'm on the court like practicing. So 
we get after it a lot. <laughs> so that, can that you compare your can you can you compare your play style to someone on the team right now? How you played? Uh, someone on the team. Um, yeah. not or someone that's been on the team recently. I would say probably the closest thing, closest player would probably be Charlie Moore. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. He he, he, he had more like <laughs> he was uh, a better passer than I was, but I was not too far from behind. But hey, you I, passed I, it to the hoop, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so can you talk about you know why you decided to come coach at Miami? You obviously you know were successful at, at the AAU level and and had a playing career as well. So, what was it about Miami that made you want to kind of shift a little bit and go the college route? Um, so I always had aspirations to be a college coach. Um, I played professional basketball in Spain for a couple years. And then when I came home and I decided I was hanging up my sneakers for good, um, I went back to play. I mean, I went back to coach. One of my good friends and college teammate was a head coach at Roman Catholic High School in Philadelphia. So I coached with him for a few years. I was also coaching in the AAU circuit. Um, but I, I knew I wanted to get back into college and I had connections into college. One of my connections was Adam Fisher, who was a coach here, who's now the yeah. head coach at uh, Temple. And also I knew Bill Courtney. Um, so backtrack in 2016, 2017, I was a volunteer assistant at Boston University. So I was a part of that staff that helped recruit Javante to BU. Um, oh. Yeah. So, and that year, Bill Courtney had was just he just left Cornell, so he was taking a year off. And during that season, we would play noon hoops. The staff would play noon hoops every day, and Bill Courtney was living in Boston, so he would come over every day. He was very friendly with our head coach Joe Jones, and he would come over every day, watch practice, and he would play noon hoops with us. And that's how I met Bill Courtney. So we just kept in contact throughout the years. I knew Adam Fisher, Chris Caputo um, recruited me out of high school to George Mason. Um, so I knew him a little bit. And then I met Coach L once I got here. So that's kind of how I got here. And then once I found out they were interested in me, I mean, it was a no brainer. And you've been pretty successful since since you've come in the last couple of years, the Elite Eight and then the Final Four. I mean, that that's a pretty nice track record so far. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really nice. Um, I tell I tell everybody, I just I try to play my role to the best of my ability. I've been able to learn under some, I mean, really really good coaches, a legend in Coach L, some um, heavyweight assistant coaches, Bill Courtney, Chris Caputo, Adam Fisher, Cody Kimball. So I just been very, very fortunate in my early uh, coaching career. Come on, coach. You got to take more credit for it than that. Like, school's never <laughs> yeah. been to the Elite Eight. You show up, it's Elite Eight, then Final Four in consecutive years. I mean, yeah, I see, I mean, you know, one thing happens, the other thing follows right after. I mean, that can't be a coincidence. Yeah, I mean, I mean, one of the, one of my roles, so one of my roles is the scout team, and I take that mm -hmm. super serious. Um, I'm in charge of every scouting report, so I do every scouting report. I, I prepare to, along with the video coordinator, Joe Gimble, and a couple of GAs um, with those guys' help. We prepare the scouting report for our team. Um, so it's a lot of work that we do to prepare the team. Um, we got to know that team's offense, what they like to do on defense, the tendencies of each player. 
And then, like I told you guys, I play in practice, so I'm the point guard of the scout team. So I'm the opposing team's point guard every day. For about 30 minutes of practice, we, my scout team goes against our rotation players. Um, So I take pride in that. So we'll, our scout team will practice maybe an hour before our actual practice starts so we can learn the other team's plays. We can figure out how they play so we can do a good job of mimicking that once practice starts. So um, I think we've had really, really good scout teams the past two years, and that's kind of helped us. You, you're, putting it, you're putting it to Nigel and Bensley, huh? Putting them to every work day. every day in practice. Get on that work. <laughs> every day. That's what I'm saying. Every day. Coach, and I'm just letting you know, I still got eligibility. If you need a, a shooter on the scout team, scout team you let I me know. You. Yep, you know? yep. And, and these days, I'm hey, more I was of, a shooter in my day too. I'm more of a passer these days, so I, I'm. A, I'll find you. <laughs> I love it. So I want to ask you. You know, you talk about that elite eight run, the final four. Um, a key piece of that was uh, Jordan Miller. I think you know we've had a few conversations about him. I'm the president CEO of the Jordan Miller fan club. Right. Um, you know, he was such a key piece. Self-appointed, my dude. So yeah, self-appointed. Except you didn't um, draft him. We'll talk about that later. Um, he was such a key leader for you guys. Um, you know, he was someone was huge last year, but you know, even though he had such a huge leadership, he still did all the little things right um, to help the team's success and just to win. Um, you know, how much are you guys going to miss that? And what do you? Who are you kind of looking to fill that role? If that makes um, sense. So we're definitely going to miss it for sure. Obviously, you guys see his play on the court, but I think um, his temperament and his like even kill energy and attitude will especially be missed. Um, And he was somebody that the elite eight year, he had a different role than he had in the final four year. And I think that helped him and it helped our team. He, He was able to show the young guys how he could, quote unquote, take a backseat the elite eight year and then kind of morph into a more of a primary ball handler role his the final four years so i think overall jordan's just a a really good kid obviously a great player he's improved within the two years he was here um and i think this year uh who would take his role i mean obviously we got matt cleveland Uh, i think him and matt are different types of players um but i think it'll be more by committee i could see kind of hint uh matt bensley joseph kind of taking on the type of things that Jordan did. Jordan did a lot of intangibles for us, a lot of stuff that didn't really show up on the stat sheet. So I can, those two guys in particular, I can see kind of doing it as a, doing doing it by committee. To to build on top of that, uh, the coaching staff has kind of done really well in getting players from the transfer portal and bringing them in and them having a significant impact. You talk about Jordan Miller. You talk about guys that are still on the team, Norchad, Nigel. Um, Why have you guys been so successful with finding, like, the right pieces in the transfer portal, and what do you guys look for? Um, So we're just very selective. We don't just take anyone. Um, Do a really good job of doing our research before we kind of go all in on a guy um obviously they have to fit with our play style but also again the the two years that i've been here we've had really really good kids just not even talking about basketball just like good human beings um so i think that plays a part like we're looking for really good kids that come from pretty good backgrounds and kind of have a good foundation about them 
So that's first and foremost for us. And then obviously I think the the basketball part, it just has to fit of what we do. Um, we like to play fast, so we need guys that kind of fit that system. Um, a lot of ball screen action, a lot of guys that can shoot um, athletic, athletically. Um, so that's kind of our method of kind of searching who we want in that portal. So kind of expanding on that a little little bit into recruiting, we know you can't talk about specific players that are currently being recruited, but, um, you know, appears to be going pretty well. Can you talk about kind of the process of, of how you're evaluating, you know, kids to come out of high school into, col- into college and kind of how you balance that against, okay, because the transfer portal is a thing now, so you know you're going to have to hold scholarships open for that as well, and kind of how you balance that, like, so for the 24 class, you know, again, without saying names, we know there's some commitments, but um, but then, you know, how do you decide, okay, we've got a few scholarships left. Do we go, you know, fill these with high school uh, students or do we, hey, let's hold this open because we think there'll be an opportunity with the transfers? Yeah, we, we just like to have a good balance of young guys and veteran guys on our roster. Um, so, I mean, we know we have certain scholarships available for next year, but again, Honestly, you really don't because anything can happen after the season um, ends. You know what I mean? You guys got you guys have got guys leaving, and I mean, you don't know who's going to leave throughout the year, so you kind of have to play it by ear. Um, and again, as far as the selection process, we it's very similar to the transfer portal process. We just want really good kids that fit our the way we play, um, that fit Coach L's coaching style. So again, it's just a lot of research that goes involved. Yeah, so can you can you talk about how you so you have to so you're you're you know doing a lot of recruiting, you're coaching in practice, you're scouting the opposing teams, and then you know the season kicks off. There's there's games, you know, usually two times a week. How do you balance all of that, having to do all those things at once? Um, I've been I've been, I'm still trying to figure that out, honestly. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm still fresh and new to this. So I I lean heavily on our other coaches coach l has been doing this for 40 years bill courtney has been doing this for 25 30 years cody kimball has been doing this for 15 plus you know what i mean so i talk to those guys a lot um and just try to figure out when and when you can do certain things and when you can't um but i'm i'm pretty much just locked in this is uh i tell everybody especially people that contact me about getting into the coaching profession that this is 24 7 365 you know what i mean there's no real time off at, at, at this profession so um i just kind of i've been locked in for the past two years non-stop so i i, I feel like i've been doing nothing but this um so I'm, I'm still figuring it out as we go along you're doing a good job thank you thank you thank you um, so kind of getting into what to come for this season, obviously practices just just got started uh, for this upcoming season. Um, we lost some, you know, important guys from our final four run and Isaiah Wong, Jordan Miller brought some guys in uh, expecting some some younger guys to step up. Um, what are you guys uh, looking forward to this season? What have you guys been working on? Think that you need to improve and maybe talk about some of the younger guys, some of the sophomores that were freshmen last year. What are you expecting them from them, like Chris Watson and AJ Casey? Yep. Um, so it's just about building chemistry now. Um, I was talking to someone the other day about how 
cool it is to go from one season to the next. Because last year we had really, really good chemistry. But that was built over an entire year. You know what I mean? And now we're kind of starting over. We got a couple new pieces, and now we have to build that chemistry all over again. Um, and it's a process, and you got to come to work and kind of enjoy and work at it every single day, you know what I mean, to try to build that back up to where it is. Um, but I, I'm super excited by a, a lot of our guys. Like you mentioned, Chris Watson, A.J. Casey, those guys are get, are going to get an opportunity to get more minutes and, and play a bigger role than they did last year. Um, guys like Bensley Joseph will, uh, will come in and play more minutes than he did last year. Um, yeah. That, that's an alert yeah. from everyone's, FEMA. They're testing the getting EMS. Everyone's emergency alert at the same yes, time. Yes, yeah. they're, they're testing the <laughs> so If anyone wants to know when if this my is my TV's uh, going off in the other room. Yeah, if anyone right, wants right. to know when this is recorded, you now know the exact minute. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, like those guys, a uh, couple freshmen we got, Michael Nwako, Keyshawn George, Paul Jobay, seeing those guys from the start of the summer when they got here in June to how much they've improved to now. Um, it's just exciting to see. And I, uh, and I know for them, it's going to take a little while to still, still get adjusted to the college game because no matter how many practices you have, I don't, I don't think you can really prepare until you actually play in a college game. So um, I'm excited. I think we got a really good group, a, re a very talented group. And I think now it's all about just kind of building the chemistry and getting everybody on, on the same page. Hey, Coach, I want to ask you about um, – you talked a little bit about Keyshawn George. You mentioned him. Um, you know, he was someone – you know, obviously comes in first-year kid. Um, I feel like he's relatively unknown because he was kind of, you know, overseas, not a lot of film on him. Um, can you talk a little bit about his skill set um, and, you know, how you think he can develop as a player? Uh, so Keyshawn is 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 really good. He, he's a very skillful player, and I think – um you can you can tell he has a professional mindset he's a he, he approaches the game like a professional already um and it's funny because when he came on his visit he was six five six six maybe and he, then he showed up to campus at like six eight so he he's handling the basketball he can play one two or three um and he he's improved he's gotten stronger he's, i think he's put on 10 plus pounds since he's been here um so again it, it's an adjustment from playing in europe to the, the states so he's still getting adjusted to that but um the sky's the limit for him i think he, he was he's going to be a really really good player for us this year but even going forward um you, you if you're getting picked up full court by bensley joseph every day you got no choice but to get better Absolutely. I was gonna say, with that height and his and his skill set, he's someone that could kind of in coming years be that Jordan Miller type player, where he has he has that uh, height, but can kind of do everything and play all the positions. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think um, he is positionless, especially now that he's six eight and he's putting on weight. So the four spot is not, you know what I mean. He could actually end up playing the four as he grows and gets stronger. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I agree. He's somebody that you can kind of put him anywhere and he's going to figure it out. 
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So uh, we mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, Elite Eight and Final Four. How are the expectations around the program? Because, you know, I, I mean, Lisa and I are alums from a few years ago. And, you know, we, we obviously support the program. I was being, gen- I was being generous. Um, but, uh, you know, the, this is a program that, you know, the, the, the expectation was make the tournament. Now the expectation, the bar has been raised significantly. How, how's the... How's the feeling around the program and how are the players kind of dealing with those expectations? <laughs> um, so I think the expectations are coming from all the people that are not here every day. Um, Coach L does a great job of keeping these guys focused on the task at hand. And that's just to improve every single day. We go to um, practice to try to improve every single day. Um, again, trying to build chemistry, trying to get everybody on the same page allowing everybody to understand what we're trying to accomplish offensively, what we're trying to accomplish defensively, and the rest will take care of itself. Again, like the Elite Eight year, I mean, our goal was to get better every single day. Um, I'm sure when we started off five and three, we went one and two in Disney. A lot of people didn't have many expectations, but we stayed at it. We got better. We had a veteran group um, that kind of led the led the way as far as kind of keeping guys together and keeping guys focused. And then last year we wanted to build off that. You know what I mean? We had a, a good group coming back from last year's team. We had Isaiah, we had Jordan, we had Wooga that was coming into a new role. We had transfers and Nigel and Norchat. And again, we started off pretty well um, last season. We had a couple bumps in the road in the middle that could have made us go. I think January we were four and four after starting maybe 10 and three or something like that um, and going four and four in January, we, we could have went the other direction, but we were able to come out of that and kind of get back on track. Um, and that's a testament to obviously coach L, but also our veteran leadership in Jordan and Isaiah. And I think this year it's the same, the same blueprint, right? Our goal is to get it better every single day. We got veteran guys now, Norchad and Nigel have been in this program um, for a year now, Wooga and Bensley are actually the guys that have the most experience under Coach L. Um, so, and they, I don't know, you guys probably noticed, they're probably for two years stretched to probably the most, the winningest players in program history, I would assume, right? Wooga and Bensley? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, <laughs> for sure. It, it, yeah, Especially in the tournament. Right, yeah. 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 So, um, <laughs> We're going to lean on that. We're going to lean on those guys kind of uh, pushing us in the right direction. Again, handle, being able to handle adversity. 
Um, I, I would love to go undefeated, but we know that's unlikely. How are we going to respond once, you know what I mean, adversity hits? And I think the last two years, we've done a great job responding to adversity. So I don't, I don't expect anything different from these guys. Yeah, at least uh, undefeated at home. We had one blemish last year that we won't talk about, but um, but, but our own that, player that, did that, it that now. Situation. So. Well, I'm sh that, I'm sure he hears about it because he's on our team. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sh does he talk about that at all? I'm sure he mentions not it all really. The time. Not okay. really. I mean, when he first got here, he you know he he threw it in there a little bit, but not really. <laughs> Uh, Listen, we know he can shine at the lot, so uh, that yeah, that situation yeah, yeah. is solved. But he, like uh, walked to the spot and was like, "Oh yeah, you guys remember this?" <laughs> <laughs> Feels like home. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so actually, has I, a, gonna... has go oh go ahead, yeah, no, no, go ahead. I was gonna go a little off topic real quick, and uh, I wanted to know um, if you've learned any dance moves from Coach L, or if you've taught him some things. Uh, nah, so I, I've definitely learned from watching him. Coach L got a lot of uh, rhythm. Um, he got a lot of swag, too. Coach L's from New York, so I'm not surprised by that. Um, but I'm not really a dancer myself, <laughs> so I, I don't have anything to teach him. <laughs> the guys, the, guys, the players actually do a good job teaching him all the, I guess, the newer dance moves. No, I like that old school stuff. I still have that that gif of him dancing from the after uh, we made the Sweet Sixteen with all the the 2013 guys in, yeah. in the locker room. The Muhammad yep. Ali dance. Yep, yep. that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so how how much does that does that like kind of the way he's you know he's obviously very serious but also can be playful. How much does that allow the team to relax? Because so I was at uh, the Drake game in Albany. And, you know, with about eight minutes or so left in that game, didn't feel like we were in a good place there. And then how, how does he, how's the team maintain, you know, their, their just, just, we got to just, you know, because they got to focus on executing. Like, how, yeah. how does Coach L create that in, that atmosphere? I think um, he's just, he, he's really, he's really good at what he does. <laughs> um, I, I call him a wizard because I've been around basketball my whole life and I've never seen a coach like him. Um, and I say that in a way like he does a really good job. He's demanding. He, he approaches coaching like he's teaching. So he, he really takes it serious about them learning the game of basketball. Um, and then, you know, you guys know the tournament is win or go home. So for 18 to 22, 23 year old kids, that's 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 you're going to feel pressure. You're going to feel like. Oh man, like especially like you said during a Drake game, we're down a couple minutes left. Guys like Jordan Miller, this is his last opportunity at college basketball. So coach does a really good job of keeping things loose, you know what I mean? In pressure moments. So he'll in a timeout, he'll give the guys a game plan, draw up a play, uh, correct somebody if they made a mistake. But before he breaks the huddle, he'll he might crack a joke. To get everybody laughing and now they're laughing and not thinking about this could be the last possible game you know what i mean so i pick up on little nuances that he does and i think is 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 great i think that's the reason for a lot of our success is that he's able his his ability to communicate with especially at his age communicate with 18 to 23 year olds and get them to understand what really matters and kind of how to approach situations that are that have a lot of pressure involved has he ever whistled right in your ear? Like he's ever popped your eardrum? Because his whistle is is pretty hardcore. 
So he, he's never popped my eardrum, but it has been moments where he's whistled and I'm like standing right in front of him and it's like right, right, right behind me. Um, but you hear that whistle. You be it, I mean, you can hear it like in the final four where I'm sitting in the nosebleeds and you can hear him whistle like, mm -hmm. and it's still as loud as can be. I mean, that's very impressive. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that whistle is heard everywhere and you kind of know what to expect once you hear the whistle. <laughs> So coach, I want to ask, um, yeah, you, you mentioned Wuga a few questions ago. I want to talk a little bit about him. Um, cause you know, coach L had mentioned in his, in the presser that, you know, he was someone that, you know, he expects him to make another jump this season. Um, how have you seen his game evolve during this off season? Um, during this off season, um, I think he's more than anything, like Wuga's a, a really hard worker. Uh, he's probably been our hardest worker since he's arrived on campus. Mm -hmm. um, and I think for him, it's just all about his, he's maturing a lot now over the summer. He, he, he really took a jump as far as maturity and professionalism. And I think that is translating to his game. The game is slowing down for him and he's kind of figuring out his reads. Um, he has the ball in his hands more than he did the last couple years. Um, so he's learning how to come off a ball screen and make a read. Um, he's understanding how to get to his spots. Um, and he's just become a student of the game. I, I don't know if you guys know, but he's he's still fairly new to basketball. Yeah. He know? started so, playing, was it like his sophomore he, year? He high started, yeah, sophomore year of high school. That's what it was. And because um, I remember recruiting wise, he was kind of like late bloomer. Um, and I know it was cause it was during COVID, right. That, you know, mm -hmm. AAU kind of wasn't going on. So, you know, he was kind of under recruited in a way, right? Yeah. So he, this is, this will be the start of year six of him playing organized basketball. That's you know insane. I mean? Um, so he, he still has a ton of room to grow, but like you said, the, the pace that he's growing is, is promising and, and, and it means a lot. You know what I mean? That's going to help him going going forward. But I think him just becoming a student of the game and, and being able to kind of listen and apply to uh, to everything that we, we ask of him and do it on the court is just is what is making him such a better player now. Yeah, his leap from freshman to sophomore year was insane. So I can only imagine what the leap's going to be from sophomore to junior year. I mean, yeah. he showed us so much last year. And like you said, there's, there's so much more to go. I mean... He, he could be one of the all-time greats when he leaves the school. No, I agree. I, I, I totally agree, I think. Um, again, I think his ability to shoot the, the shoot the basketball, his athletic ability, and now his ability to handle the basketball and be a playmaker um, is, is going to set him apart from the rest. Okay, so maybe to uh, to wrap up here, one one last question. Um, so we're about a month out from from the start of the season. What is the one thing we need to accomplish as a team before the start of the season? Uh, the one thing we need to accomplish before the first. You saying before the first game? Yeah, like if you could pick one thing and like, all right, that's done. What would it he's be? already got a list in his head of multiple things? Oh, I, I know he's, he's like, got which, like which one like, thing? Yeah, because there's like five hundred <laughs> things. But uh, but uh, there's always uh, stuff to improve. But one yeah, thing. yeah, there, there's a there's a lot we can improve on. But I think the biggest thing for us, I think, if we can really, really do a great job of sharing the basketball, because we have a lot of guys that can score 
like a lot of guys i'm talking about one through nine ten that can really put the bas the ball in the basket now it's about okay how can we get the best shot possible so i feel like if we can really understand okay let's get the very best shot possible every single time down if we can understand that before our first game we'll, we'll be in really good shape so we got a lot of bucket makers huh yeah yeah we got a lot of guys <laughs> that can put the ball in the basket like we had a we had a 10 minute i think it was 10 minute scrimmage the other day and uh the score was it was like in 10 minutes i'm talking about like 10, 10 minutes, minutes. Yeah. 10 minutes it was score was like 35 to 42 in 10 minutes and it's not so like we're not playing. gotta work on defense <laughs> no, no no but we're we're i mean we're there but we got guys that can really make shots so you times yeah. that by four and that's a that's a pretty i don't know i saw that video i saw that video on twitter of of nigel making like 16 threes in a row during the drill so i mean he's gonna shoot everybody out the gym yeah yeah so <laughs> we got a lot of guys that can do that so um i think that's the biggest thing our guys understanding all right let's get the very best shot possible because any one of one through five norchad norchad as well can come down and just shoot a three and they can make it you know what i mean but that might be are my favorite. Shot, you know what i mean so uh, the crowd the home crowd goes crazy when norchad loads up for a three at the beginning of some of those games that's <laughs> yeah, know, right he loves that too he loves it <laughs> well he, you know so, what though too for for uh, you know a guy that's that big muscular and stuff he has such a soft like release mm-hmm you know, mm -hmm. so it's it's gonna translate eventually, right? Like, yeah, yeah. He's getting better. There. He's getting yeah. better at it. He's getting more confident in it. Um, so I can I, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes. I don't know how many threes he took last year, but I'm sure he'll take more this year. But you see him taking them like in warmups and and knocking a lot of them down. So yeah, he's yeah, that, he's got that 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 game there. So. Yeah, so there was a few games at the end of the season that he our first possession he was at the top of the key and took that three and he made quite a few mm -hmm. of them. Yeah, he did. He he did. And I think that's he put a lot of work in this summer on that in particular. And I think now it's just about it. confidence, doing doing it in a game setting so he can just feel confident every time he steps on the floor. I want to see him have a better percentage than Nigel. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's, I don't know. That's, that's not be unfair to him. What's that? That's like telling Nigel's got to grab more boards. Than, yeah, if you I'm, can't tell, Melissa, Melissa's favorite player is, is Norchad. Norchad, that's, yes. that's, Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, well, my that, favorite position. My favorite position is a stretch four. So if Norchak can start making threes, that's like the ultimate. That that that's the best combination. Right, right, right. <laughs> Nor Norchad is Mister Miami. His his ability to speak Spanish in a Spanish speaking town makes him Mister Miami. And and the fact of what he does on the floor, obviously, but um, people people here love him. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, well. Thank you so much, Coach, for uh, for joining us on the show. Good luck in the next month and with with the season. And and you're welcome back, of course, anytime you want. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a fan of the show. So keep doing what you guys are doing. Um, again, I, I get excited when I see you guys got an episode. So keep it up. We appreciate you so appreciate much. It, thank yeah. you for uh, thank watching you, us and coming on. Thank you. Thanks.
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.